DJ and PK brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. All right, time to talk a little college football. Yogi Roth is going to join us here momentarily. And uh, we've got multiple questions to run by him. Number one, how has Clay Helton done it? They were taking a lot of heat, PK. USC isn't USC. What is wrong with USC? USC will not tolerate. USC alumni and USC boosters and USC fans will not tolerate the Trojans sitting at home watching the Utes playing the conference title game in consecutive years. That goes over so poorly in Los Angeles. That's their birthright. That's where they're supposed to be. But now they're supposed to just be cleaning up on our recruits after a terrible recruiting class. They're having an awesome one, and yet not as awesome as Oregon. So are those two teams running away from the league? Yeah, I wouldn't be so uh, willing to just assume that just great recruiting classes equal uh, all sorts of wins. It's not like the other guys are recruiting nobody. We will discuss that with Yogi, and also, and in Yogi is joining us now. Well, let's welcome him in. Yogi Roth joining us right now. Pac-12 analyst works for the Pac-12 Network. Yogi, good morning. Good morning, fellas. I got questions for you guys. I can't wait to have this conversation. First one I've had in a while, so I'm kind of chopping at the bit here. <laughs> okay. I've got I've got three questions for you, and that was before I knew that you had a newborn son. Yeah, let's I go. <laughs> All right, let's let's start with since Utah's you know if they want to get back to, if they want to win the Pac-12 championship, which all Ute fans do, they got to get to the Pac-12 title game, which means they have to get past USC. Which the last couple of years uh, they've won one, they've lost one, but both times, regardless of the outcome of the SC game, they've gotten to the Pac-12 title game, where obviously they've been beaten both times. So SC's recruiting. Has Clay Helton flipped the switch? Has changing the assistants done it? Has something else done it? Or is the recruiting overhyped? No, it, the recruiting's real. You know, I, I was talking to someone the other day about this, that, uh, and, and this is meant in the most positive ways, but like the longer it goes where SC doesn't lose, the better it is for their program. Because it's so rich historically. I believe that in my history of being this game, 20 years this year, which is mind-blowing to me. But around recruiting, specifically the last few years, with elite athletes, social media, and the college ball playoff, is that all recruits are, they, they couldn't even tell you the four teams that were in the playoff last year. You know, like, it's so much about what is going on right now. And SC is the sexiest thing in college football right now. Like, that's just the truth. You know, when you think about the, the brand, uh, the history of it, that's speaks for itself, so it's already going to be in the conversation. And then the narrative is take back the West, right? Own L.A., because the truth is that they haven't, right? Oregon has done incredible. UW has been incredible, right? Everybody's kind of taken somebody from the West Coast and Southern California specifically. They call it the Bakersfield Beltway from Bakersfield to San Diego that SC usually dominates, and they haven't. So now the narrative is, hey, let's go. Who wants to ride with us? And when you get the brand and the horsepower behind that marketing narrative, you add in the recent personnel additions they had, which I think they hired five people uh, since the end of last season, and none of them are coaches. I'm talking about social media, video department, graphic design. You just feel their presence more online, and that's what the world is right now with Corona, right? Like, literally, your visits are that way. So it's worthy, man. Um, it, is, it is big time, and... 
until they lose, that brand is not going to skip a beat, in my opinion, based on everything that we just discussed. I know, Yogi, with the Sun Devils, because I graduated there, I followed the recruiting a little bit. They've been recruiting a lot more nationally. Have you find in general that the conference is able to recruit individual schools beyond their local area more? Yeah, you know, back in the day, the, the rule was, this is generally, this is definitely ours at SC under Coach Carroll, was own Southern California or own your footprint, right? And then only leave it to go get a first-round draft pick. Only leave the state to go get a first-round draft pick. So we would go get Dwayne Jarrett, Mike Williams, Patrick Turner. Um, you just kind of thinking of a couple guys, right? Brian Cushing, um, names that people would recall, you know, in, in years past. And now that's not the case. And, you know, and I'm glad you asked that question because the West Coast gets, gets lit up signing day, the last few signing days, because of the players leaving the footprint, going to Alabama, going to Clemson, going to Oklahoma, or going to Texas, right? All fair points. Uh, but because of the Internet, because how unique it is, and because of social media, uh, you can just look at college football and you can compare it to traveling. More people are traveling pre-pandemic than ever in the history of this world because you can look and see what does St. Sebastian, Spain look like on Instagram and become obsessed with it. You can look what Bali, Indonesia is like and become obsessed with it. You do the same thing with Clemson football and see the slide and dabble swing. You didn't know about that other than what they told you on a, on a conference call 10 years ago. Now you're seeing it play out on Instagram and Snapchat in real time. So that, to me, has been a big part of it, and now West Coast teams are doing it too. And Arizona State, um, man, you look at what they did last year. Going, they went to Ohio, got one of the best running backs I think in the country. I think the guy who will play this season, if we haven't, an absolute stud. And they're doing it again, so uh, not surprised. And then you look at Herm, and I asked him this last year at signing day around so many of your former players that he coached in the league are now coaching high school football or their kids are playing. So he's got ties everywhere. That's why they go to Florida. They go to Ohio. They can go anywhere to get guys. And, and not surprised that they're doing that because recruiting about relationships, you lean into them, just like Utah did with Dennis Erickson, do the same thing if you're Herm Edwards. So I've read uh, multiple takes on how well Herm is recruiting, but I've also read multiple takes on people who can't believe the Sun Devils still aren't recruiting their own backyard, which is really probably at least a 20-year-old story. So that means that multiple coaches have failed to recruit their own backyard right there in the state of Arizona. And we see Arizona kids going to Texas and California and I guess actually off to Ohio State and occasionally Alabama to play football. So they, they go all over the country is the point. PK's theory is that kids who grow up in 115-degree weather have had enough by the time they're 18, and they are ready to do anything else. And although they won't say it out loud, the ASU coaches largely realize that and don't spend a lot of time trying to convince kids. If they pick off the occasional kid who's willing to stay home, great. And I'm looking at the weather forecast for this week, and it's seven straight days over 112, a couple of them at 116. Are you buying that analysis of why ASU doesn't recruit their own backyard and with him recruiting nationally that it maybe isn't even necessary? No, I don't, I don't, I don't buy the weather thing. Um, I, I think there's way more things that players think about when they're leaving. And I think a lot of guys that have left in the past, and I had to look at all the names, and some of the big ones come to mind, like Kyle Allen. Right? He left the footprint. Kind of brewer. 
I'm talking about quarterbacks, right? Those are the ones that are top of mind. Well, Spencer Rather at Oklahoma. Yeah, shouldn't have. Spencer, I get it. Uh, you know, Jane Daniels is there. I'd go. You know, especially you look at that offense. And Spencer reminds me, I always comped him to um, Steph Curry playing football. Right? He can deal. He's going to crush it for them this year. You know, if he stays on the right path, you know, off the field, he's going to be phenomenal. Um, but you look at the young man who went to Ohio State last year, um, blank on his name. It's going to be interesting just because they got C.J. Stroud, who I think is an absolute star um, and will play as early as, you know, when that position is available based on just Fields and his departure. So I, I think some of it is uh, guys saying, hey, I want to leave, and maybe, you know, they shouldn't. Uh, I think some of it is, and I don't think it's a bad thing, is that people, and, and again, I go back to what I referenced earlier, you're exposed to more because of your mobile device. Like, guys want to leave home. Right, the days that uh, that existed when I played, or when you guys were younger, were hey, let's stay close to home so mom can see me play. It doesn't happen very often. Right? If you look at a recruiting class, I bet like in terms of the national recruits, I bet ten percent of those guys go to the school because they're like, "Yep, I'm just staying home. I want mom and dad to see." Me. You know, now I think that's totally going to change because of the pandemic, because of. Uh, uh, name, image, and likeness. I, I think that's totally going to shift this thing. And, and guys are going to be staying in their footprint, especially major media markets like LA or Phoenix, um, just because they can build their, in air quotes, brand there that they already have through high school, etc. cetera. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's it's solely the weather. I think guys want to get other experiences in their life. And think about it now, when I'm around these kids in camps, it's no longer, hey, I heard about you. I'm going to take you down. It's Hey, bro. Hey, I've seen you at 10 camps already. What's happening? Oh, you're going to Ohio State from Seattle? Okay, yeah. Let me take a visit there, too. Like, they're, they're, there's so much more friendly competitiveness than there was 10, 15 years ago where you want to go take a guy down and represent your footprint. Like, that, that doesn't really exist anymore. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but this is kind of what I've witnessed on the recruiting trail. With the situation with the no spring ball and who knows what's going to happen with training camps, I think we'll have some form of season. Let's just go on the assumption that we will, even if it's just a conference only. In this conference, how much of an advantage do you think the teams that have established quarterbacks have or a disadvantage for the teams that need some more time to determine who their quarterback will be? Massive. Massive. I, I, I'm massive to be honest with you. Um, I think the guys that have defensive, uh, whether it's coordinators and or systems or veteran players, uh, they have an advantage. But I'll say this. Every coach I've talked to and every team I've talked to over the course of this pandemic, specifically as of late, have talked about the focus of their players they've never seen anything like it. I talked to a coach the other day in the Pac-12 North, and he's like, man, it is crazy see how dialed our guys in. You know, it used to be everybody really wasn't focused for an off-season workout. You know, maybe you get 80% of the guys. Okay, here we go. Now, dude, they're chomping at the bit to get behind the line. Not on the line, behind the line. <laughs> Excuse me, and do a sprint as, a, as like a simple example. <clears throat> so I, I just think that, um, yes, I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I don't think it's going to be as much because now every team is experiencing what only I think really – four teams had this year in Pac-12 football, which was five teams, you could argue, with Oregon State. A, a, a really impressive opener, right? So I'm talking about 
obviously, Oregon State was playing in Oklahoma State. Guys are going to be focused for that. UW and Michigan, SC, Bama. You get where I'm going. That was only conference games. There's no room for error, and everybody knows it. So I, I just think while it's still an advantage, I think it's going to be mitigated a little bit because of the focus and attention to detail. Everybody knows that, yes, you might get 26 practices in camp, but six of them might also get wiped out if somebody gets sick or a position group gets corona. So I think people, from what I'm told, are taking advantage of every single rep and every moment they have with the coaches during you know, uh, now mandatory workouts. Yogi Roth joining us, Pac-12 Network analyst talking college football. Uh, we keep reading that Oregon is just loading up on four stars. I guess a couple of five stars maybe makes them there. Just loading up on these uh, prized recruits. Are they really pulling away from them? I mean, obviously they're the defending champs. Are they pulling away from the league here, or is this too much recruiting hype because we got nothing else going on? Pulling away from the league I think would be a stretch. Um, but they are they are the poster child for the league. You know, and again, I go back to earlier, like, the longer we don't play, right, let's just say, like, we played week one and we were going to project, right? Let's just say SC loses to Bama and Oregon beats Ohio State. Now we're talking about pulling away. You know, I think, I think that stage, that moment, those opponents, that all of a sudden really changes the narrative in recruiting. Um, and I think you got to respect what Oregon's done on the field. I mean, they've handle people. You know, you look at that Pac-12 title game, I don't think they're going to win that game. I mean, they dominated both lines of scrimmage. And when I was talking to people who, I didn't get a chance to go to spring practice. I think they got four of them in. And I was going to go about mid-spring. And they said, uh, the competition level at practice was unlike they'd ever seen anything there. I was talking about the Marcus here, Chip Kelly, and, and Young Barner, all those, all the greats um, that, that we kind of grew up with over the last decade plus. They said they, they never practiced the way they had in four practice. And I believe that. I think Mario Cristobal has done a fabulous job of building a culture that is so hungry and relentless because that's him. That, yeah, they are the they're the bell cow of the conference. I don't think they're pulling away. I think that this conference is too much depth to kind of you know make it like it was you know Bama a couple of years ago in the SEC or SC was when I was there and we were just rolling through people. It won't be like that because you know, UW is quietly recruited, you could argue the last three years, the best collective D-line group coming out of high school. Right? They beat SEC schools on a lot of defensive front players. USC, I think this year their defense uh, should be the, the best in the South. And you could argue the conference because the way it's built down the middle. It was very similar to Utah over the last couple of years. You know, they are the most veteran-laden defense in the conference from just pure, pure snaps and productivity. So I, I think they're they're rolling and that brand is rolling, but I don't think it's uh, the boat race just yet. But look out, because I don't think it's slowing down anytime soon. Do you have any insight, Yogi, as far as who's going to be the starting quarterback at Utah? I don't. You know, I read all the stuff you guys read, and um, I've talked to people, and you know, there's there's arguments both ways. I, I, you know, Cam Rising should obviously know the system better and should have great mastery around it. I'd imagine he'd take the first snap with the one. Um, but then you add in you know, kind of obviously the first month. Trancher was played a ton of football, like meaningful football. And when you watch him on tape, Jake Bentley is really impressive in that regard. Um, I talked to his teammates uh, at South Carolina and they rave about him and all the natural qualities he had. This is a guy who left high school early, as I'm sure you guys have well documented extremely mature, 
and hit adversity. And I think when you add those two things, then it's important. You know, I think one athlete can recognize that and of course backs against the wall your last eligible year to play. It's everything possible. So I, I'd be so curious what the Cubs are like now. Um, uh, I'm sure they're getting after it. And in Utah, I'm so curious about from you guys. Like what I see on social media, high school scrimmages, I'm like, what's happening? Like, I wish that happened in Southern California. We're not even close to anything like that happening for months, right, in high school football at least. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd be curious, and I can't wait to get there. And I'm so curious to see who they play first and to see which guy they trot out for the first snap of potential 2020 season. Well, Yogi, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on and give us a little bit of football fix here in uh, in late July. Hey, give me some football fix. So tell me about high school football. I saw the, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mispronounce his name, Kingsley. I, I saw uh, his scrimmage and I was like, this is amazing. Is there things in Utah okay in terms of Corona and people playing? Right now, that is the plan. And you know, they're, the schools are going back. There's a couple districts. There's a there's a couple districts that are looking at delaying. I think the Salt Lake City School District is looking at delaying until after Labor Day, uh, when when they'll open the schools. Uh, but most are planning either uh, in person instruction or in person with an online element for kids who have health situations and the parents want to opt out. So right now, I I think sports is going to go, but you know. It's 2020. I don't write anything in stone. Yeah. All right. Well, keep me posted, folks. And stay safe.